gays are fit. And they're not. <laughs> Why don't you just call it um, New Queers Resolutions? And we'll okay. talk about what okay. fitness I recorded that, so... Okay. <laughs> Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. <laughs> and this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is working out, <laughs> dot, 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 of the closet, or gay fitness, or fit gays, or <laughs> new oh queers God. resolutions. Was I'm, that? <laughs> I'm rarely embarrassed, but... That, that I just caught the it. tailwind of oh, it, perfect. sadly. Yeah. <laughs> for anybody that's listening, uh, Brie was <laughs> snowballing topics for <laughs> a lot longer than that. <laughs> Gays who are fit. And some are not. <laughs> people are gay, and some are not gay. Okay, that's enough from you. And... <laughs> so it is, I mean, the third episode of yeah. 2020, but it's 2020, bitch. Yeah. It was the We're new year. It. And the new queer. So here we are. <laughs> and something that comes along with every new year are New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And uh, being an irritating white person, mine this year was to get more fit. And I, that's right. just how it works. You know, yeah. I feel like you kind of have to. Uh-huh. Um I feel like that's 90% of resolutions yeah. have something to do with fitness. Yeah. And I just want to, first of all, start by saying, like, I don't think, like, a fitness alone is, like, the most important thing. Like, you have to be, like, so skinny. Like, that's, like, you know, that's Whatever. not the point of what You're I'm You're shallow. Talking. We get it. I'm shallow. I want to be so snatched. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, a, a big thing, and I preach this, I will preach this till the day I die. Yeah. I will die at, like, 200 years old, though, because I'll be so snatched. Yeah. Um, is that, like, my mental health when I am working out or when I am just, like, engaged in activity yeah. fitness-wise is so much better so like that literally was like my big reason Mm -hmm. to be like hey i need to get like back on my fitness track because i i was i was out of touch with it and Mm -hmm. i um the spiral began falling (laughs) apart at the seams absolutely yeah no i will say i need to you've always told me that and i like i knew that the thing is when people tell you that you want to punch them in the mouth yeah like like, it's the most irritating because it seems so preachy it seems like this like little Mm. fucking yoga bitch is like (laughs) your mental health is like honestly (laughs) like if you're just eating granola and you're doing yoga you're gonna be able to change the world yeah and like it's so annoying but then when you start doing you're like oh you actually feel good yeah (laughs) Yeah. totally i a few months ago i did the challenge for um running Mm. 100k in a month yeah you did well. You kicked it yeah, ass. Yeah, I did it. I did like 107K in 30 days. Um, and it was raising money for Planned Parenthood um, because their funding was being cut in the States. And I gotta run them, to those so. abortions. Hell yeah. You gotta have that option. Um, so I, um, yeah, I wanted to raise money for them. And I had not worked out in a year and a half. Okay. Like, actually. Like, when people say, I haven't worked out in forever, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, last week. I'm like, no, I actually I haven't worked out in so long. Like, I just, I've just been doing yoga for the past 16 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, no. You've been working out. Like, my standard of working out is like, I've actually done nothing. Zero. Zero. Yeah. And then, 
I ran, um, yeah, I had to equal 107K. Someone asked me, you have to run 107? One go. <laughs> like, yeah, I trained real hard. Yeah, like two marathons? <laughs> From nothing to do. One of those mega marathons. Yeah. An Iron Man? <laughs> no, so it had to total, so, you know, every day I deducted off of 100 to reach my goal or whatever. But I've never felt more energized. I thought it was going to be the opposite. Mental health wise with my anxiety helped me so much, especially I found getting to sleep at night. I was, yeah. Usually absolutely. that's when I like spiral and instead I would get like really good sleeps at night just by going on a, you know, a 6K run every day. It just like totally changed it. And then of course I went into the next month and just stopped doing anything whatsoever. Totally, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but that's why New Year's is nice because whatever your goal might You're like, be. like, that felt great. That'll carry over for 11 months. <laughs> Legit. That was my thought. I was like, okay, I've done it. Got to the peak. Let's do this. <laughs> Perfect. But as much as people eye roll about New Year's resolutions, it's fine. Yeah, obviously any day of the year you can just start a goal. But totally. for me, it's like just a nice fresh start. I find it really irritating when people... Uh like put down New Year's resolutions and I understand that like sure it's like yeah you can change mm-hmm. any day of the year yeah but there's something to be said about the mental aspect of like a refresh and a renew that comes with a new year totally. and like obviously a lot of it is like fucking what are those sugar pills called <laughs> like placebo effect you know <laughs> I was gonna say sugar bear hair <laughs> and that brings us to our sponsor <laughs> we're like Kylie come in <laughs> Um, there is, like, something to be said about, like, the placebo effect just mentally mm-hmm. of a reset. And, like, it's so annoying when people are like, ah, like, I, I didn't need that. Like, yeah. good for you. But a lot of people do. Yeah. So, like, fuck off. A lot of people I also, nice. I also hate when people are like, oh, it's so annoying that the gym is so busy. I'm yeah. Like, All these people up. wanting to be healthy. Yeah. And, like, like, then go earlier in the morning. Like, yeah. like you know, you still sit at your machine. Totally. Like, you're fine. Yeah. You'll be all right. And it's, it's like nobody is less valid or is taking up too much space because they have never been to the gym yeah, before. Like, exactly. they are a paying member of a gym. <laughs> Absolutely. They are just as, <laughs> like, just because you're fucking yoked, just yeah. because you're, like, like, like way too much muscle for a, a yeah. regular person. <laughs> it's just, like, irritating. Oh, my God. No, I hear that, for sure. Um, so, yeah, obviously there's a lot of different types of New Year's resolutions, but today we're just going to talk about fitness in particular um, and some of our experiences with um, fitness and sports. And yeah, do you want to kick it off? Well, what started your fitness journey when you were a kid? <laughs> All right. Um, I played sports like my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I played soccer for like 18 years, 12 years. Yeah. I played... F- f- Sit till I was 18. Okay. I played yeah. f- six to 18. So, yeah. like 12 years of soccer. Mm-hmm. And I. And I played tennis, and I played ultimate frisbee and things like that. Right. And I, my dad st- says this to, like, this day, that I have, like, a decently athletic family. Like, my dad right. is, was an athlete, still, like, mm-hmm. bikes and stuff, but obviously he's, like, ancient, so he doesn't want to, like, ruin his body. Um, <laughs> my mom plays tennis, like, five days a week, teaches fitness classes. My sister right. literally, like, played field hockey for university soccer. Like, they're yeah. fit. So I have, like, I would say decently okay genes in terms of being an athlete. Right. But the thing for me <laughs> is that I never cared. <laughs> yeah. like, that really is the like, missing chip. I never cared. And we always laugh because, like, 
My sister mm-hmm. gave my dad the like sporting yes. child that he needed. Yeah. And I gave my mother like fashion <laughs> advice and like which earring she should wear with that outfit. Yeah. So like they both got what they needed. We're looking for, but it yeah. just wasn't how they were expecting <laughs> it. I love that. That's so good. So my dad was not for a long time, but for, like, a good section, was also my soccer coach, Mm. which is really funny because he was, like, a very intense coach, and you always, like, when you see the coach's son, it's always, like, the most try-hard person. Literally, the chat of the team. It was me, like, literally, like, kicking rocks, like, in the (laughs) corner, and, like, just, like, not paying attention, like, talking to people on the field. And I was okay at soccer. Like, I'm pretty fast, and, like, I can um, I can hold my own, but I literally just never cared. Yeah. Like I just I just didn't have the sport drive. Yeah. Totally. You know? Um, and it's just like so funny because my parents would also I don't know if this is a thing elsewhere, but it is very rainy in Vancouver. Yeah. So when we would play sports in the rain, a common thing to do would be, I don't know if you did this, Mm -hmm. would be to put, like, plastic bags, like, in your... If you were playing, like, a tournament, you would put, like, plastic bags in your shoes under, like, your socks. Oh, yeah, I did that, So that when you're, like, running around for hours, it's not, like, just soaking your feet. Yeah. And my parents... And, like, people would put plastic, like, garbage bags, like, under their jerseys so they wouldn't just get, like soaked yeah and my parents would be like oh yeah you gotta wear plastic bags and i literally was like they're ugly like i was like i'm not doing that and they're like you're gonna be cold and i'm gonna be like but i'm not gonna be ugly (laughs) (laughs) Priorities. so and my parents go-to line always was like the soccer field isn't a runway and i was like it kind of is though (laughs) really is what you make exactly i was like life is a runway so (laughs) So I think that is, like, the perfect explanation of me as, like, a child athlete. Like, I played the sports. When I did get into it and tried, I was decent. But I just didn't have the drive. Yeah, Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I feel like for me... um, (laughs) How do I put this? Um, I wish I could be, like, one of those... I wish I could be the counter to your gay male, and I could, like, be that lesbian that comes on here, and I'm like, ah, that's so funny, because I was, like, all-star athlete. Yeah, blah, no. Blah, blah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried every sport. My dad's, similar to yours, was super athletic. Yeah. My mom as well. My mom won, like, tons of, like, figure skating and swimming comps. My dad was, like, you know, he won... Canada's for baseball and he won provincials for soccer and he was like Come on, Jim. super athlete. Yeah. Um so then there was me. <laughs> and I will give myself this. I guess I'm similar to you in that when I put my mind to something, this people might roll their eyes at this, but I am actually strong. Like I actually can be good at things. Yeah. Um <laughs> might be shocking for the <laughs> listeners here. I can be good at some things. Like for example, going back to me running a hundred K in a month, I went off of not working out at all for a year and a half. Absolutely. And I can just do that. Like I have I feel like I have a lot of mental strength that I can push through things when I want to, but similar to you, I just didn't really want to for a lot of things. Yeah. And 
a lot of them came down to that weather. Like when you're a kid in Vancouver, you play on gravel fields. You play on gravel or grass at and like, like nine in the morning on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and like in like two prime, foot puddles. Prime cartoon weather. Prime <laughs> yeah, cartoon timing. You exactly. Know? <laughs> so I tried everything, and my parents' whole rule was you had to finish the season of okay. anything I signed up for. Like you yeah. couldn't quit part way through. So you know they signed me up for uh, softball. Um, Everything. I was so shit at softball that they made me the like backstop. Uh, yeah. But like, which actually, when you get older, you're actually good. It's yeah. like a hard <laughs> position. But at our age group, when I was like seven, it was like because I couldn't do anything body else. On the field. So just stand behind the person hitting. And it just so happened that we had this pitcher that I swear to God, I want to know where she is in life now because she was like a fucking prodigy. Like she would. Well, I'll whip tell you where she ball. is in life. She's gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she would. Like, fucking throw that ball. The other team, like, the other coaches would be, like, jaws on the floor. Oh, yeah. And then there's me, like, 40 pounds behind. And obviously, all the girls swinging can't fucking hit this shit. Yeah. And it would just come flying in my face. Never caught it. Like, it's no. funny because, like, there are those natural athletes that you come across when you're yeah. a child. And then, you know, like, when you're a kid and you're playing sports, there are no, like, leagues until you're, what, like, 12, yeah. 14. Mm-hmm. Then they start getting separated. Yeah. But for a while, when you're playing with the good athletes, <laughs> yeah. you're like... <laughs> it's, like, such like, a, a spectrum Because my, my sister played uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. When she was a kid, even like T-ball, yeah, uh, with a kid, and I think his name was like Tristan or something. And my dad w- remembered being like, "This kid is like an athlete," yeah. and he literally went on to like play like like oh wow professional baseball. And I'm like, "This is a kid playing with like just destroying them, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, yeah. just, just demolishing yeah. them." Yeah. So yeah, so I. Finished out those seasons. I I genuinely think I tried like one season of every outdoor team sport. Yeah, and then I tried dance, and I loved dance because the thing is, I was athletic uh-huh. and I was strong, and I I liked to you know I was always involved in track and all that stuff, but I just hated the outdoor like yeah. disgustingness. And I tried a dance camp in the summer. I think it was like eight or something, and loved it. And I just jumped, like, full into it. Yeah. So, like, usually you start, like, by taking, like, three classes or something. I signed up for, like, every class you could. And then within a year, I was training and dance, like, six hours every night. Jesus. So, it was, like... Indoors. Is indoors. (laughs) Heated. Got to listen to music. One of my first dance routines was to Toxic by Britney Spears. Um, As it should be. I had found my place, okay? Um, So, I loved that. And then... um, in high school, I joined the t- the cheerleading team, which I have a bone to pick with people out there that don't know this about cheerleading. Oh, people that don't think it's hard. That don't think it's hard. Oh, my God. It is it's hard. It's insane. Yeah. It is athleticism to, like, the 10th degree. Yeah. Like, I... Why people don't know that, I feel, is because when you're in high school and stuff... The cheerleaders are obligated to come and show up at, like, the basketball game and be like, woo, yeah, whatever. But that, to anyone who's an actual cheerleader, is, like, eye-roll annoying, we don't want to be here. There's, like, competitive cheer, and then there's, like, uh, like show cheer. Yeah. And people aren't, like, you're doing doing competitive cheer in 
competition, which is like yeah. aerials and like fucking yeah. launch and like tumbling oh, and all that. The but at a injuries. game, you're just like, go yeah. football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we like had to go do that because we were like obligated with the school to do it. Yeah. But it would like get in the way of us practicing. So it like really irritated us. And it irritated us more because like no one would come and like watch our competitions. Yeah. So they thought that's what we did, like we were practicing for. Um, but there's this new docuseries on Netflix okay. called Cheer. Is it? It's amazing. Okay. I just finished it yesterday. And if you don't know about like what actually goes into cheerleading, it's you need to watch nuts. this. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And it I've honestly, I think I was injured more than any of my friends that played any sport. Oh my I would God. get bloody noses, black eyes, bitches would be breaking their ankles, People left break, right like, their fucking... backs. Oh, it's, it's like gymnastics. Insane. It's insane. Like it's, yeah. it's gymnastics plus you're in the air 12 feet up getting thrown. Yeah, like it's literally insane. just yeet into the air. <laughs> With a mat that's like three inches thick. I know, they're the not like as thick. It's not yeah. even like a trampoline <laughs> or something. Like, it's fucking insane. But yeah, so that was um, like another sport I'll call cheerleading a sport um it's definitely a sport yeah that I did and so I was like pretty like all in with the like extracurriculars because I would do the only gym time we could get at the high school because obviously they gave priority to like all the male athletics whatever after school yeah classic <laughs> um so we would have like 5 a.m to 7 a.m three times a week before mm. school started nice and then yeah really nice and then <laughs> Right after school, I would go and start dancing at 3.45 and probably get home at, like, 10. Jesus. So it was, like, nonstop for me. So I was athletic, but in a different sort of way. Now, here is the big issue for me. Not a lot of dykes, okay? I missed you know, that. Well, in dance and cheerleading, yeah. I think you kind of missed the market. I, I, both, <laughs> I zoned in on the wrong sports. No, you, you zoned in on it being indoors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was too young to weigh out all the pros and the cons, okay? So I put all the effort into the warmth and it being dry and not a lot not into um, sexual drive there. potentials of making me wet later in life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you're in the gamerhood. Honestly, honestly, though, I am so jealous of my girlfriend or any of my friends that grew up playing sports because I feel like they found their communities as lesbian or queer women so much earlier. Playing like hockey or yeah, softball. Hockey, or... softball, you know what is always like soccer. You know what is a sport that. <laughs> No shade to the people that mm. play this, but I always forget it's a sport until like somebody says the word, and it's not a sport worldwide. Ringette. Oh, ringette. Julia. Julia was a national champion I, like, in ringette. I forget that that's a sport, and oh, it's yeah. not worldwide. No, it's, it's like Canadian, isn't it's, it? It started in Canada, and then now it's like big in like Northern Europe, like Finland, and, okay. like Sweden, yeah. and blah 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 blah. We went and just recently watched. I think it's similar to cheerleading in the sense that like people in the community know what it's about and yeah. know how hard it is, and people outside of it are like what the fuck's that like with cheerleading most people don't even know what we do same thing I went and watched I'd never watched a ring at game but Julia got like a championship fucking ring for it so they had the big ring or like (laughs) yeah it's huge diamonds <laughs> Have you seen the Raptors ring? It's yeah, similar. Similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> I meant like a ring at ring. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They gave her one of the rings. But it's jeweled. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um I went and watched. I was like shocked. It was fucking 
first of all, twice as physical as hockey. Oh, yeah. Like, they're smoking each other. Yeah. It was crazy. It sounded so Canadian there. They're smoking they're each smoking other. They're smoking each other, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so... Um, most of my friends met their queer women community fairly right. young because if they were involved in sports. Yeah. And I, I, who knows why, but like almost all of Julia, my girlfriend's long term friends, she initially met in Riyadh and hockey. Literally, like the amount of times that I've been somewhere with you guys that mm. I've met someone new, and I'm like, oh, how do you guys know them? Oh, through hockey. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. Well, even <laughs> now, a lot of people we meet because, like, they go to tournaments in, like, Whistler, and the same teams will be there. So Julia knows someone that knows someone on another team, right. and then you hang out with those girls, and it's like a lot of them. At this point, if they're not playing professionally and they're sticking around, a lot of them are fucking gay, okay? Absolutely, yeah. The gayness increases with the beer leagues, okay? Oh, totally. High school, I would say like 50-50 maybe, maybe even 25-75 for well, like listen, You're going to put hockey and beer and think <laughs> lesbians won't come? Mm, no, just not realistic. <laughs> oh yeah, the lesbians are out. In fact, if you're looking for a date, the place to go is a women's beer league hockey tournament. Absolutely. There's one in Whistler that happens in May. I will be there watching in the stands with a beer in hand because I don't play hockey, but I do like lesbians. <laughs> and beer. So. And beer. So I'll be there. Come join me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I missed out, I feel like, on a lot of early community. I think but so. But I found a loophole. So when That's I was... how I feel with dance. <laughs> oh, We should have okay. switched. Yeah, like... we should have switched. <laughs> yeah. But I found a loophole because in grade 11, I realized that you could sign up to be the quote-unquote manager uh, of a high school sports team, which basically meant you were, like, the water bitch. Of course. Or And you, like, before they went away, you, like, sorted their uniforms or, like, whatever. But you got to go on the tournaments. So... It was a way for me, being not athletic in the way that they were athletic, didn't know how to play a single sport, getting in there. Right. Getting in there. Getting in. <laughs> so so I did find that loophole. I managed a few Good for you. teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> found my way. Um, and interestingly enough, yeah, like most of those girls that I like thought in high school, like, hmm, maybe you're kind of like me here. They're all out now. Right. They're well, all gay. And then I, I actually saw one of them a while back at an event, and I was joking with her, and she's like, she was joking. She was like, geez, I wish we knew each other were gay in high school. It would have made it so much easier if both of us were out yeah. or whatever. And I was like, yeah, why do you think I fucking managed your basketball team? She was like, oh, she's like, right, yeah, yeah, totally. You weren't athletic. Yeah. yeah, you weren't. You sucked at everything, but you, you found a way in. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of my personality is like... I'll find a way. <laughs> Not good at anything, Not but you'll good. still be there. But I'll, I'll get that door open for me, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so I feel the same way about dance. Like, mm-hmm. I literally, there are, like, so many, like, hot gay dancers that are my age that, like, literally, like, I went to similar high schools with, yeah. but I was never a dancer. And I have, like, the most dancer feet of all time. Right. Like... Like I sh- like I should have been. Yeah. Sean's I- feet are so arched. So arched. I should have been insane. drafted for like like they oh, should have walked through an elementary school looking at feet. Yeah. And been like, you need to dance. The amount of people I've talked to about your feet oh. in the dance world, though, I'm, I'm serious. Like Brooke, my sister, like anyone I can think of that is in dance that I've seen in the last year that 
He's like, oh, I like your podcast. I'm like, oh my god, you would what like a these opportunity! You should have oh seen these feet. I actually bring it up because in the dance world, like this especially guys, <laughs> they can be like amazing technique wise, but like some guys' feet, like no matter how hard they try, they cannot yeah. get an arch on their feet. So everything looks great, and then you have these little like stubby little unpointed <laughs> feet at the end. It ruins the whole line. Your lines they, like, are ruined. They bend them over those like wood things, which is like terrible for to them to try too. and get arches. Yeah. Your arches are... I've never seen such high arches. Yeah, no, it's wild. Like, the fact... You missed out on the dance, but now foot porn. <laughs> yeah. Because, honestly, something needs to happen with something, those feet. It's just, it'll be an injustice if nothing happens with these feet. Honestly. Yeah. Seriously. I comment... Uh, <laughs> if you want to see my feet. <laughs> comment if you paid to see my feet. <laughs> No, seriously, we need to think of a secret emoticon. Um, a foot. <laughs> is there a foot emoji? Well, here's the thing. These feet either needed to be in ballet shoes. I miss that. But now they have to like walk through like peanut butter. So yeah. just comment a peanut emoji if you want to see yes. my feet. <laughs> okay, so anywhere on our Instagram, if we see a peanut emoji. You're getting foot pigs. <laughs> Sean will slide in with them arches, okay? Um, for a feet. Yeah, for a feet. <laughs> for a feet. <laughs> Actually, I'm traumatized if you don't do something with those feet. Yeah. It's a ser- you would have been a good dancer too cuz you're tall, you're strong. I feel like you could lift girls, your feet <laughs> and then feet. And then feet. <laughs> yeah. Really really horrible that So do, it. do you have any resolutions? Mm-hmm. In terms of, I guess it could be just in anything, but also like fitness? Yeah, so fitness specific I really just need to... I read something the other day that made me think harder about it and that I should be doing it is, A, obviously the mental health thing. I felt so great when I did do that running. I need to get back on it just for my mental state. But B, someone wrote this caption about how they started working out because simply they're able to. And not taking advantage of the fact that they could move and they're afforded that privilege is in in their mind wasn't sitting well with them and that really resonated with me because I was like there's a lot of people that simply can't do activities that I just take for granted yeah um like a lot of people just couldn't just jump on a treadmill and run 6k that's just not an option for them um and even first of all when it comes to being able to physically but also like I have a gym in my building like I'm privileged just in that sense that I have access to that is the thing that like you can do a lot of fitness without a gym, yes. but it's also one of those things that, like, is in some ways, like, relatively, um, like, wealth-related, yeah, which totally. is, like, disgusting. Like, it obviously shouldn't yeah, be. But there are, there are usually also more accessible options. Yes. Like, there are, like, community gyms that are yes. a lower instead of paying... But, like, f- things like the fact that I could just afford to go to a spin class. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So I need to start, with, like, taking advantage of that privilege that I have and utilizing it, and also because one day I'm going to be so pissed off at myself if I'm physically not able to do something, and I'm like, wow, I spent all my 20s not going on a run and now I literally can hardly walk up these stairs like what am I what was I thinking yeah right and also all the fucking old people that you see like still being able to move it's because they kept moving absolutely they didn't stop when I go to spin there's literally this woman that's like 75 years old and I'm like she's kicking my ass there's this guy that runs down our street every day that like literally looks like he's in his 90s and faster than you and 
Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, amazing. And literally the reason he can probably still run is because he never stopped yeah. running. Yeah. So that's I think that's my biggest, my goal specifically is just to move in general. Like, I don't really have any, like, specific goals when it comes to, like, my body or, like, oh, I, I want to it- run a marathon or anything. It's like, I just every day should in some way be moving. That's the thing is I think that um, in terms of resolutions, I personally think that like fitness is a good one. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's a double-edged sword because when people put like a number or things yeah. on it, I think you get too focused on like something that's not as important. Yeah. If you are eating well and doing fitness things will reflect that eventually. Yeah, totally. But, like, if you are putting pressure on yourself to hit a certain number or look a certain way, like, you, first of all, aren't getting any enjoyment out of exercising yeah. because it's so, like, uh, goal-oriented, but not mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're also just, like, setting yourself up for failure that, like, if something happens, if you fall off track or something, that mm-hmm. you just hate yourself for not getting there. Totally. But I also think that a big thing for me is that, like, my body gives so much to me. Like, mm-hmm. it literally, like, fucking yeah. <laughs> keeps me alive. That sometimes I'm like, I need to stop taking that for granted and, like, totally. start paying back into the bank of body. The you know? bank of... <laughs> My funds are getting low, so we need to build them back up. I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I, yeah, I'm on the exact same page. I'm just like, I shouldn't, I should just be more particular in my decisions of what I both put into my body and what I'm doing with it, right? So with that, outside of fitness, I want to eat more plant-based. I can't say I'm vegan yet. Okay. Because it's just, it's too much of a leap for me. Yeah. Um, but I want to, like, maybe have one non-vegan meal a week would be, like, the goal. Eventually it might be zero, but, like, right now, I know this is a stupid excuse, but even things like going over to, like, Julia's family's house, like, I don't know if I'm ready to take that leap where it's like, hey, I can't eat anything that you offer Totally. So I, like, almost want to have that out. Yeah. You know what I I mean? I will say that is... Personally, I think that is the hardest part yeah. of a vegan diet. Is bitch when I'm at home, or even when I'm going out for dinner. Yeah, and you can make I'm your own choice. Killing the yeah. game, but when I go to someone's parents' houses or yeah. something, and I just feel so bad. Like I'm one of those people that like spirals when I feel like I'm uh, being difficult. That's how I feel too. Yeah. So like, if somebody is like, "Oh, well, now I have to make a vegan meal," and they like don't know how to, and it's like stressing them out, that's like my biggest stress in life. And I but never I, want it to come off as like rude. And I think a lot of like the older generation might take it that way, yeah. even though that's like not intended. It's not like I'm being negative towards what you're eating. It's just like a personal choice. Yeah. I don't know. So I want that out. Yeah, I'm not oh, ready totally. to not I have that out. I think that's a very valid. But with that said, like when I'm cooking at home and stuff, I want to be eating plant-based um, and when I'm eating out most of the time when I'm eating out I make that choice anyways just because I like it the most on the menu I think that is the most times you've said eating out in this podcast that <laughs> hasn't been just about pussy <laughs> <laughs> oh so that's a new record everyone, everyone listening is like please stop saying please stop. eating out just eating out I'm on the bus <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, I think those are good, though. Yeah, so I think those are my two ones. And then when it comes to... um, This is a weird one, but I just want to make a vision board. Oh, that's so that'll yeah. have like a lot of goals on it, but I always say that every year, and then it gets to like March, and I'm like, eh, I'll do it next year. You know what we should do? Which actually, though, um, 
I was watching the show on, or I think it was on YouTube, that people had, like, a vision board party where they literally just bought, like, pieces of, like, foam core or board or whatever and then brought a bunch of magazines. And then, like, like literally you just, like, hang out have some drinks and, like, make a vision board and then you literally, like, present it at the end. Oh, I like that. And I was like, isn't that cute? Yeah, I really like that. And then, like, you literally fucking have to because if you don't do it and everybody else is doing it, you look like a loser. Well, also, I like that because when you say your goals out loud to other people, then it makes it, like, more real. And I also just believe in manifesting and, like, putting it out in the universe. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to do that. And then the other thing that I've already been doing, which I'm excited about and I've already, like, feel like I felt a difference, is um, saying or... Sorry, the transition from saying to actually writing down five things I'm grateful for every night before I go to bed. Okay. So I used to, like, every night, like, I guess in replacement of some people that might pray because they believe in a certain organized religion, I, like, thank the universe mentally for certain things going on in my life and, like, wish or pray for, if you will, think other things. Okay. So I've changed it to actually, like, writing it down. That's nice, though, because then at least you have, like, a history of it, too. You can yeah, reflect on that. exactly. And I feel like something about writing down, like, the few things you're grateful for, real. it makes it more real. And it also, like, if I'm having a bad day, I can, like, look and be like, look at all these amazing things that have happened in the last couple yeah, weeks. Like, like, this day Last sucked, week but... I was grateful for hummus, so yeah. how could I be sad today? It's only up from here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little Hummus thing. is still here, you know? Actually, really good hummus. I tried the other day. No, actually, I should have written it down. There's a tr- always new, tonight. There's a new truffle hummus at Whole Foods. I... No, you don't. Hate truffles. No, you don't. I have a bone to pick. This no. episode is now called Gay Truffles. <laughs> Gay Truffles. <laughs> I think truffles are the most disgusting You're thing. You're joking me. I, an actual truffle is okay, but truffle oil, which is usually what goes into things yeah. like, like, it's not actually truffles, f- mostly. Yeah. It's like a certain, uh, like, compound okay. that has the same, like, inherent taste qualities of truffle. truffle. So it's, like, not actually truffle. And I find fake truffle to taste so metallic that oh, it tastes like I'm like gosh. I'm like deep throating like <laughs> a, like a, a bag of pennies like it it's like I put just like some copper pennies in my mouth swish them around and then was like mm, hummus <laughs> like I hate truffles they're so gross okay wow well and um, that's that <laughs> and that's that for gay truffles okay, so, see you next time for part two gay truffles just getting back Back to just fitness in general. Okay. Why do you think that it is that there are such varying differences in terms of what like gays and lesbians go to fitness things are? Like I was saying, if I am like, oh, I'm gonna get back in shape, yeah. one of the things I add spin, I add Pilates, like I do weights and stuff, but yeah. like that's kind of for the most part different. Yeah. Like <laughs> I feel like a lot of like queer women that I, at least I know like think of more like running and sports yeah. as fitness there there's a lot of runners running's very big for the queer women yeah i feel like running's pretty gay in general yeah yeah mm-hmm. like yeah, if i see somebody gay. running i'm like usually when i see somebody on the street there's like a 10% chance they're gay if i see a runner it's like 75 <laughs> <laughs> well the gays have to be ready to run okay exactly. we never know what's coming Honestly. to us um, i'm like he could be running from a homophobe so <laughs> I don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and um, like boxing is a huge one for queer women. Yeah, that's like a big one. Lately, getting more into the, like the mixed martial arts scene, okay. like with the like UFC vibe, um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. See, these are all I don't know so lesbian. <laughs> I think it just comes back to like the like internal like. Like maybe misogyny, I don't know, but like also like wanting to present more masculine, right? So like you're drawn to things that are more traditionally masculine, yeah. And then maybe for gay men, it's the opposite, like more things that you were told you couldn't do when you were a kid. Yeah. That I'm like, I can be a spin legend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Breaking those barriers. <laughs> so yeah, I think it may, might be like. I don't know, your connection to the, like, masculinity you felt like you couldn't present in different ways? I don't know. I also think it, like, weirdly ties into, like, the body types that people are... Yeah, after. ...are after, you know? There's a a running joke in the queer woman community that no one has a nice ass, because, like, no one cares about it. This is funny, because you said that last time you were having L-word night here. No, Heather said that. Yeah. Heather, yeah. No, it's like it's like a thing. I didn't know this was a thing. Because like I don't know. Like I obviously as with this entire podcast, we are always generalizing. Absolutely. But yeah. so I'm there's a lot of queer women out there with great asses. But like I feel like you never hear a queer woman be like, Oh my god, I need to get my ass right for the summer. Right. Like I'm gonna like my booty is gonna be popping. Okay. It's like the opposite, like the queer woman like look is like, oh, I wanna be like fucking like Avril Lavigne for the summer. You know what I mean? Like I wanna be be like skater boy like i want to have like like, bedridden with lyme disease (laughs) okay afro levine circa summer aesthetic 2002 okay (laughs) savage no like the like tank hangy tank top and like i don't know like i'm trying really hard to not say skinny but like because that's problematic but i honestly feel like there's a lot of pressure for being honest and i feel this because i am when have we been anything but honest on this podcast yeah i am not skinny by far not and i'm a very like naturally curvy woman like even if i lost a lot of weight like i would have hips i would have boobs Mm -hmm. um and my body type is not really like applauded in the queer women space. Right. So which like is fucked. It's like yeah, it's super fucked. Yeah. Um which is why we should talk about it. Um but I feel like the type of body types that are applauded in queer women's spaces and then often like booked to play like queer women characters or like whatever it is are like really androgynous body types. Yeah. So like it's almost like unnaturally like skinny as well. Yeah. Like, like I always joke about it as like meth lesbians. Oh yeah. It's being like a type. Well it's like honestly because because of like the internalized misogyny and blah blah blah. I feel like most of the like hot lesbians, quote unquote, or like queer women that like everyone looks at like you think Kristen Stewart, Ruby Rose. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the ones that get like the roles to play like the hot lesbian or they're and just they have, a like scene a pretty that. standardized and, body type. And they're like very like stick thin. And it always goes back to in a weird way that they have like a body type that like fits men's clothing or like androgynous style. Right. So like if I wear a button up, like my boobs are about to like bust through the buttons. Yeah. Whereas like if Kristen Stewart does, it lays flat like a male. She's like braless. Would, yeah. Right. Um <laughs> Or, like, they wear, you know, um, boxers or briefs because, like, it fits their body aesthetic. Yeah. 
And you look at even, like, on the L word, like, a lot of the, like, hot, androgynous characters, they're all really skinny. Like, it's very rare, and it's a shame that you see, like, a a queer woman cast who's playing, like, an androgynous or a stud or a butch lesbian that's not skinny. Right. To be the hot one. Like, maybe it's, like, the funny friend, but, like, it's never, like, the hot one's always, like, stick thin. Yeah. And, which is a shame. Like, I read something the other day. Which is ironic, because I feel like, like... I I feel like like the funny friend stereotype should like so fucking it's annoying. like it's so oh annoying God. it's so annoying yeah I read something the other day that was like you don't have to be um, androgynous looking to be um, this was speaking particularly towards non-binary people yeah. and I think that's a problem in the queer woman space too that like the more you look androgynous and the more you like fit into like men's clothing and that whole look, the more you're deemed as, like, looking gay. Yeah. Which is really problematic, obviously. And with that becomes these comes a certain body standard that you should have, like, no hips and no boobs and, like, no one wants an ass and everyone wants to be really skinny. Yeah. And everyone who's hired to play those roles, like, those hot girl roles are really slender, are usually white, usually have no curves. And then their girlfriends are the, like, femme with the boobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, they're seen as, like, the dyke, and then there's this, like... Classic. ...girl on yeah. the side that, like, fell for the lesbian. So it's... Yeah, it's, it's... And I've definitely felt that pressure. You know, we've talked about it before with just, like, the style in general. Um, but it goes hand-in-hand hand with body type because there's definitely certain styles that I would like to wear that I just feel like don't fit my body type. And then because of that, I feel like I'm, like, people are expecting me to dress more femme because they're like, oh, well, your body type looks so good in dresses and, like, with, like... like, like I, My body whatever. type like, doesn't matter what fucking type of clothes I yeah, wear, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, but I don't want to wear that. But yeah. when I wear it, people are like, oh, my God, you look amazing in that. And it's like, thank you, I know. God, I look amazing every day. Every day. <laughs> but... I would actually prefer to wear more clothes like my my girlfriend wears, yeah. but my body type, the perception in the community is that that doesn't fit that. So I it's mean, almost like what the body type that you're born with is like the type of lesbian you're supposed to be. Right. Which is so fucking stupid. Have fun with that trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's the yeah. same in like the gay community that like there's literally basically two body types that are celebrated. It's like you're either like a muscular like circuit gay yeah. or you're like a uh, like teeny like twink. Yeah. Like a skinny little... Literally. Like, it's like, and I'm like, guys, there's more than two body types in this world. And the polar opposite to the queer women's space, I feel like gays are so obsessed with butts. Yeah, I mean, everybody loves a butt, but it doesn't have to be I just like a butt, you know? I don't care about the shape. If there's a butt there, I'm gonna like it. But I feel like a lot of gay men, like, talk about, like, oh, gotta get that ass right. Yeah, absolutely. squats and, like, all that jazz. Yeah. Which is not, like, really a thing. I think that's why there's, like, a lot of queer women, like, run. Because they're just trying to be, like, slender. They don't actually care about, like, looking, like, like, fit. Like, they're not worried about, like, building muscle on their glutes or, like, whatever. They're, like, worried about, like, being skinny. Oh, my God. Frightening. Yeah. I just thought of something when I was a, um, this is a sport-related story. When I was a, probably, mm, I was, like, in grade, like, 10 because it was at junior high. Mm -hmm. So, that's probably, how old are you? Like, 15, 16? I'm, like, 56. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, 15. <laughs> um, we were playing floor hockey inside. Yeah. And this guy called me a faggot mm. when we were playing Probably. floor hockey. And you're like, yes? And what can I, I, I was like, you called? <laughs> <laughs> and I 
both of us were running to uh, the like goal or whatever. Yeah. And I and coaches have described me as scrappy as okay, well. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. In soccer, I was a very scrappy player, <laughs> but I body checked this kid. Yeah. So hard <laughs> that he fell over the net and into the wall, oh and then God, had to that. stop playing. And the That's kicker like of the moment. story is, he came out. <laughs> no, yeah. the internalized homophobia it's jumped outrageous. out and went over the net <laughs> and, and hit the, the wall. <laughs> Backboard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So to end it off, are there any um, any any tips? You just like a few words. Of of advice yeah um i was finding your happy space (laughs) happy space yeah i think that it for me what works is always going back to my mental health and then branching out from there yeah so things like i almost think of things like going to the gym as a secondary tool to an to help my mental health totally and that helps me with things like body positivity because instead of focusing on um being skinny or losing weight i'm focusing on doing something that's going to help improve my soundness mentally yeah um or with things like other goal-oriented stuff whether it's work or whatever i'm thinking of my priority being my mental health and then that usually helps those goals happen yeah um or helps me manage them in a sense of um not putting too much pressure on myself so that's what works for me with resolutions is if i start with like okay what's going to help me feel like happy and like positive and like help reduce my anxiety this year and branch out from there yeah that seems to work it's good one um I just think like like everybody's body is uh, the body that they were um, born with, and it's mm-hmm. beautiful no matter what. Um, and then like specifically g- like gym related, I think that like you have <laughs> validity being there even yeah. if you're not a size zero or like super muscular. Right. And like also just know that like if you're uncomfortable using some of the equipment, a lot of people are. First of all, willing to help. Yeah. Like, I've had times at the gym that I've been like, what the fuck is this? And somebody has, like, literally, like, a bro. Yeah. Like, oh, you... you, like, you like, so I think a lot of people are actually willing to help. Yeah. But I also think that a lot of people are just as uncomfortable as you. Oh, totally. And, like, there are the people that go there seven days a week, yeah. twice a day, that are like, this is my life, I know everything. But a lot of people are also on a journey. Like, they Absolutely. might l- visually look at a different part in a journey, but everybody's like... On, on the road. Yeah. So just know that, like, you're not the only one being totally. so confused about what, like, a leg press is. <laughs> <laughs> on that, too, I get, for me personally, more inspired when I see someone, like, running down the street that does not look super fit. It looks like it's, like, maybe their first run in a decade because yeah. they're, like, huffing and puffing and they're, like, going real slow and they're wearing, like, the other day I saw a guy literally running in jeans. He was, oh like, God, a six-year-old man. I saw somebody running, running in Converse. Shoes. And yeah. I was like, you're poor feet, but good for you. And, but, and he had it's like, literally, like, a CD player. And it yes. was, like, so cute. That inspired me more than when I see people, like, like they look like they just ran off the Olympic track. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow, if you can get out there and do it, you don't have the right gear on, you don't you don't necessarily know what you're doing, but you're doing it anyways, like that's inspiring yeah. to me. So and never that is, worry about looking stupid. No, and that is one of the positives I will say about like this whole January reset mm-hmm. thing is like I even in this past week have been at the gym and like been doing something and not really been knowing if I'm doing it right or whatever, and like you look over and there's somebody that's like you just kind of give a look to each other as yeah. like you're like, we're both trying. <laughs> That's 
all that matters. That's what matters. All right. Well, on that note, wherever you're listening, please make sure to follow or subscribe. It really helps us out. What really, really helps us out is if you're listening on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever Android people listen, and there's a potential to review us, please leave us five stars and a comment. We love reading all of them, and it really helps um, our podcasts get promoted and into new years ears that might need to listen to it. Um, additionally, new years. New years, wow. <laughs> new years, new years. Full of puns. <laughs> um, additionally, we have revved up our Instagram game. Okay? Things are happening over there, and uh, you need to go check it out. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, and follow us personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Can Explain Pod. And until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the neighborhood. neighborhood. Nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs>